You already know what time it is. It's about to be We The Villains Podcast. Let's get it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to We The Villains Podcast. It's your boy Dak. You just heard Gerv with his uh, another infamous intro. Because he is fried out because he coughed his whole fucking like brain out probably <laughs> on that first hit that he took or one of the hits. Like I say, I don't, I don't think it was the first one. No, nah, but that one rocked you. <laughs> You've been pretty uh off balance since uh <laughs> since that hit. <clears throat> That's right. <laughs> and that's how we're gonna start this show today, guys. And y'all get the, get the point. Today is uh, we're just gonna kind of get through a couple topics, and today's my date, I guess, to be fried out like you were on Dak Celebration Show, dude. How many shows ago was that? Saturday? That's damn. It's already fucking yeah, Thursday. Saturday. So that was two shows ago. Look at us on fucking schedule and shit. I'm saying. I had trouble getting going this morning. I actually... Uh, Is this two weeks in a row so far? Maybe. I, re- I regret watching the Lakers game last night. Bro, 26-point they- lead. And then y'all let Westbrook and Skip likes to say just... What the fuck? <clears throat> Last night was uh <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty bad. I'm glad that this is early in the season. I'm glad there's still more time. I actually tweeted it the other day. I said that I might have to not watch Laker games for a while just for my mental health. <laughs> I mean it's that the, the your tweet. About having to take Xanax watching AD play because he's going to fall like every other fucking play. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> it doesn't help that he's injury prone anyway. And he falls every fucking play. <laughs> but it's it's like, I to you know, to me, I think because he hit that late growth spurt. And, you know, he was a point guard in high school and all that. And then he hit a late it just still feels like he's not he just feels awkward in his body sometimes yeah like it doesn't it it looks like the movements he wants to do like he just he's too big for that shit now yeah it's like he can do that shit but his body is too big and it would win the way like he can't nah i mean he had me worried the other night when he went down because he was you know it was his knee and um, it didn't look good for a second, and then eventually got up. He even played last night. Man, LeBron's been I think out that... the last two. That's the, only, the only saving grace from last night is LeBron did not play. <laughs> yeah. Well, on on nights like last night, it's like you know, it's like Shannon said, like AD shouldn't have been playing thirty. Plus minutes last night. Should have only been playing twenty five minutes. If you know, if y'all would have kept the lead, like you know, you should have. Like he should have been icing his knees and shit. <laughs> uh, the Lakers got a real big problem um, 
And we're, we're really missing Alex Caruso. Yeah, y'all missing those role players, it looks we're like. Missing, well, more even just beyond that, we're, we we need – bro, we can't stop nobody. We can't <laughs> yeah. uh, can't play any defense. Um, well, y'all got to get Arizzo back too. That'll help. There, there are certain pieces that will help, but the, the Alex Caruso, we're missing that big time. And we'll take a quick. What's talking about? You got hillbilly coke. Hillbilly Kobe. Hillbilly Kobe's good. I, I like, <laughs> I like Austin Reeves. He's got a, <clears throat> he does a lot of the small things. Like I was saying, he he will, he'll put forth the effort. Um, he can hit the three, not like a great yeah. shooter, but he can hit the three, but he's also a lot smaller than Alex Caruso. See, when Alex Caruso is there, Caruso would actually guard your James Harden's, your, uh, pretty much anybody out there on the perimeter. He could, he could, he could stay with him. <clears throat> I know this sounds uh crazy, but I heard it on, you know, undisputed. Should you just. Swap Westbrook for Ben Simmons at this point. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Skip defended defended it, and it was like, well, at least Ben Simmons is gonna defend somebody for you, and he's gonna stop some people. Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons is one of the best defenders in the league. Yeah, he can he can he can literally guard one through four, some maybe even some fives. Yeah, some yeah, for <clears> real. Because <throat> he well he played the four in college, didn't he? Something like that. I don't even remember. <laughs> but he's uh he can definitely defend. He can yeah. stay. He stayed with Trey Young last year in the playoffs. He is so Duke can defend. So yeah, that would, I would. I doubt that's a, that's not gonna happen. Shout out to Harrison Barnes last night saying, "Calling game, let's get out of there." That's what I'm talking about. We took care of Phoenix for you guys. Okay, I'd also like to point out too <clears throat> that there's a lot of adjustment too within the first week. Yeah. But the uh, the ref the ref changes on how they're calling fouls now is long overdue. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, as you can see the effects on James Har- James Harden's numbers. I'm about to say James Harden ain't even being talked about right now. Well, they're talking about him, but it's not in a good manner. <clears throat> now, granted, he's huh. still trying to rehab his hamstring or whatever. He didn't have much time to pick up a basketball, is, is what he said. <clears throat> Excuse me, <laughs> bro. He, he, you ain't you ain't shooting fucking fifteen free throws a game, is what's going on here. That's what's that's what's happening. There. You picked up a basketball, you just can't you ain't getting your calls. He ain't getting his calls. Like you watch the highlights, and he's still trying to draw them. He ain't getting those whistles anymore. I mean, and it's like, it's a blatant like offensive foul or no call. And it's nothing the defenders doing at all. Yeah, all I can say is it's about time. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's not affecting Steph Curry though. He's fucking killing it right now. Well, so what it, like so what it is is he don't need it. That's... Like Steph Curry, he uh so you know, he didn't get that one call in the preseason if you remember. 
Yeah, but he stopped doing it. So he figured, okay, y'all not going to call that? Okay. Yeah, he I'll just shoot anyway. See, the, things with James, the thing with James Harden is he became more attracted to drawing the fouls and playing the referee than rather than putting the ball in the basket. Yeah. And it's uh, he's got to find a way to adjust that back. <clears throat> I mean, because look, it's like you said, man, like his numbers speak for it right now. Like, I mean, if this was him last year and the rest were calling this over the last few seasons, his numbers definitely wouldn't be as crazy as they were. Because a lot of those uh, 50 point games were what? 25 of them are about you know, at the free throw line. Oh, I mean, I, I forget what the. Uh... I forget what the stat was, but it was it was something along the lines of <laughs> James Harden like had like forty some odd games where he uh, shot fifteen or more free throws or something like that, and now he has like maybe fifteen free throws on the whole season. God, that's a that's a, that goes to show you who that call had benefited. The oh, he was main target of these new rule changes, and it's like I've said, I've said it plenty of times before. But us talking, he's just James Harden plays a style of basketball that I do not enjoy watching. I don't consider it basketball. No, he's the waiting idea for, the for basketball is to put the ball in the hoop, and he's playing for the foul. <clears throat> yeah, it's almost like he's playing a mental game. And that's why he always struggles in the playoffs every year because traditionally your know, playoffs are always officiated a little tougher. They uh they let you yep. get away with a little more because they don't they, they try not to let foul trouble be an, the game. be an issue in the playoffs. Let the best team win. Yeah. <clears throat> Jeez, it's crazy, man. Man, we're in a this is like October is that weird uh, phase where there's like three major sports going on at one time. Yeah. Shout out to the Braves right now, bro. 1 0, I think, in one, the World Series right now. 1 1. Astros won last night. Oh, okay. So it's 1 1. But damn, yeah, shout so out to the Braves. I know Moms is lit. <laughs> Yeah, I may tune into a game um, at some point because it's like I said before. I used to be a huge baseball fan, um, but I don't. I don't. I, I've really. I've gravitated more towards the NBA than anything else. And uh, the thing though about baseball is playoff baseball is great shit. The the um, the tension and the drama, <laughs> um, that come yeah. with playoff baseball, it's it's just something else. And then there might be some shit that won't come out until a few years later about like what could be going on right now in this World Series, like with the Astros. <laughs> well, let's just hope it ain't something like that again, right? <laughs> Oh fuck! So I, I think uh, the 
the way that they're calling and officiating the games now this league, this year, we're really going to have to see. I'm, I'm, I'm real interested to see how it's going to affect the scoring numbers. Um, you know, the free throw attempts. I'm 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 real curious to see how all this is going to well, play out in the long run, and we're going to have to see which teams can adjust to it. And it's going to be real. You, Lakers are two and three. The the Nets are two and three. You got teams like Charlotte and Chicago. Um, teams like that are the ones that are doing well right now. <clears throat> but it's early. That's the thing about basketball, man. It's a long, it's a marathon. Not a sprint. I'm glad the king, I'm glad your kings beat the Suns last night. Not a big we, fan of that Suns team. Well, shit, it looks like Aiton might be going somewhere else after this season. Yeah, I suppose they could maybe work something out, but... We'll see. We'll see how that goes. For real. I can understand them not wanting to necessarily offer him the max money. Yeah, I wouldn't offer but in hitting but also understand him is like, hey, someone will. Someone's gonna max me out. <clears throat> Granted, I think he can sign for a bigger contract if he stayed with Phoenix. You think they would try to trade him? Before that, uh, to to me these days, I think anybody in the league is tradable for the right price. I don't I'm know what, sure what that, I think. I'm pretty sure people outside of like LeBron James or Kevin Durant or Giannis, um, most trade offers will at least get listened to. Uh, yeah, that is true. I just don't know what you could really get for Aiton right now. Um, I'm not sure, but it the, also with the way that they're calling the fouls now, the someone like him, his value goes up a little bit. I, I think that'll maybe help try to bring yeah. some more big men back in the game. Yeah, man, that'd be interesting like, to have more big men start to dominate. Like, could you imagine, yeah, like, an I'd, NBA, like, with about three or four Shaq like players? I, I was just thinking, man, it's, like kids don't grow up wanting to be that guy anymore. Nothing's played through the post anymore. It's all the about closest, being able to create a moment. But if the if the right person, like it's a Shane Zion wasn't seven foot. Oh, wow. I mean, basically Zion's like a six foot six version of Shaq, but... Okay, that dude's fun to fucking watch. Shaq was seven one, you know. <laughs> and look here, in his Orlando days, Shaq was a bad boy, too. Like the way he looked, his size, he was lean. Yeah, yeah, he. Uh, and boy, he was hot. Stupid athletic. Yeah, he was hot. Even to, even when he was a Laker, he uh, he had put on some more pounds. But he was but still yeah. just super freaky athletic. Yeah. Super freak. 
that dude was fun to watch. He was a very fun player to watch. Shaq was like my uh, <laughs> Shaq was my first favorite player. That's awesome, man. Vince Carter was mine. Yeah, I, I get that. I'm talking about someone that was fun to watch. Greatest oh, in-game dunker and dunker period of all time. All time. No, <laughs> not even not even close. And used to have a real pretty fadeaway to watch. Too. <clears throat> I need to put even. T Mac. T Mac was fun to watch too. Especially when he's get fucking going. Dude was a fucking scoring machine. Yeah, T Mac was nasty. Um. So yeah, I, I don't. NBA's in a in a uh, what you would call like a, a transition period. It seems like this in, yeah. in this season. There's an, a, maybe not necessarily a transition, but an adjustment period. Well, I'm um, still looking for its next uh, star, its next face. Who the NBA? Yeah, in a way. Uh, well, um, they got a few up and comers. I mean, they they got some great young talent in the league. I mean, Giannis is still young. This um, might be the first time in the NBA's history, though, that the face of the NBA is actually going to be an international player. More than um, likely, I, it, it's possible. I, I haven't watched be... a whole lot of Luca yet this year. Yeah. I'm wondering how he's adjusting to the new refereeing, too. Yeah, he liked to complain a lot. That was the only thing I had against him. He did play for the foul a little too much, even though he's nasty, like, regardless. But sometimes he would play the refs yeah. a little too much. But I get it. If you can get the advantage, do it. You know, I understand it. Trey Young, I don't think he'll ever be, like, the face of the league per se, but he's definitely uh, an interesting character in the league. He definitely has a character. He can be the heel if he has to be. Yeah, he's uh, he can – he can play the Sami Zayn role. Yeah, so that was great. Who brought him out too? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the King of New York. Oh, that was even better that he said that. Oh man, it was. And then he fucking hit Zoe Mysterio. That's choked Zoe Mysterio to get ejected. That's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever whoever wrote that fucking segment right there, they need a fucking raise, okay? Yeah. That, was, that was brilliant. We need more of those guys or women, whoever. So we talked about it the other day, and I think I seen you tweet something about it. Um, when we did the other day show, you had not seen Damian Priest's entrance yet. Thank you for bringing that up because I've been wanting to talk about that. So oh, now man. that you've seen it, what 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 are your thoughts? Uh superstar. <laughs> you kidding me? That so you saw intro, what I saw. Alright, the intro was fucking dope as hell. But the shit that really intrigued me is how basically he's light and dark. Because of his fucking background, his Titan John and shit, Damien 
is black and red, and Priest is all white and blue. It's all like it, it's even his nameplate was like that. So I'm very intrigued by this. So yeah, you actually dug into it much deeper than I did just watching it the oh, first time because I, I hadn't re- I didn't really pick it apart with the small details like that. I was basically I just trying it. to take it all in with the the new music and how it flowed with the what he's doing on the entrance. <clears throat> I watched that thing three times in a row. That's how great it was to me. <laughs> I think that is, yeah, that's that's right there behind Roman Reigns to me right now, entrance wise. Yeah, so uh, you definitely you definitely saw what I saw then. You saw what that wouldn't with his character development, it would develop yeah, with that interest. I, I am real intrigued now on where his character is about to go. Um, Same. because it's like okay, he have he's had a gimmick on the main roster, but he really hasn't had a gimmick on the main roster. So now I'm about to see what they're about to how what what we about to do here. So. I think here, and like it, it seems to me, low key, that WWE is a uh, building slowly, but a few twisted fucking characters around. Um, yeah, I don't know if they're trying. I don't. Yeah, there's a couple that's got a different side to them that maybe they're trying to move to a difference uh, yeah I, I know i know what you're saying i can't really almost can't quantify it into words but i, I know what you're saying it, it's uh it's it's crazy because harlan and joe gacy are fucking borderline pushing some shit <laughs> every like i'm just i'm sitting here in my mind i'm like yo how far are they really gonna take this shit because <laughs> in my mind, I can go full blown fucking psycho shit with this, and he, then uh, we got Swag keeps Swag keeps saying, you know, he says it every week is that he just keeps getting more and more Montanza Cueto vibes. Who? Montanza Cueto. Montanza oh, Lucha Underground. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yo, if that's how they're going to build this guy, look out. There's the next star. If that's how they're going to build him. Because, man, Lucha Underground did a great job with uh, with that whole thing. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Harlan yet. I got to... I just haven't seen enough, so I don't really. I don't even want. I'm gonna reserve my judgment on how big I think this is going, but I'm definitely very intrigued with the Joe Gacy shit. Yeah, there's something up with that. Like it's like, yeah, that dude. Uh, he's fucking twisted. <laughs> He's got a little fucking uh, twisted fucking mind up there. So whatever they're fucking portraying here, he's the perfect guy. Speaking of twisted minds, um, Bray Wyatt did tweet again last night that said two more days. Yeah, so then that would mean 
his contracts up on. That's, that's when his non competes is up is on Friday. That's interesting. Steve might show up on Rampage. <laughs> I mean, obviously the 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 Homer in me is still thinking, what if he shows up on SmackDown? Oh, dude, I said this shit to myself at work today because I was looking at that tweet actually, and I was like. Yo, the biggest swerve. And I said this shit in my mind. I was like, the biggest swerve would be this dude popping up on Roman Reigns Friday night. Happy Halloween. Yo, that crowd's going to lose their shit no matter where he pops up at. Well, for Roman's sake, hopefully not on him. But I'm not, I'm just, I'm, I'm just waiting to see what happens. Um, yeah, man. Like, I, I do feel like we probably should also discuss uh, Ring of Honor releasing everyone from their contracts. Hey. There's a lot of talent that just got free up again. So, so yeah, if Gresham makes his way towards AEW, I'd like to see him face cool. Brian. Yeah, that's fine. He'll, he'll um, be able... If he goes... To like AEW, I can finally lay my eyes on them. And uh, AEW better hope that Malachi doesn't bring in Brody King. Yeah, that's his tag partner over somewhere at another company. Was it PWG? Yeah. <clears throat> um, because he's a little nasty too. <clears throat> yeah, I don't. I don't. I've never seen him. Russell or anything. It also opens up uh, Jay Lethal. I wouldn't be surprised to see him in some form of role, not necessarily as a big time performer, but there's either two things I see happening for Jay Lethal. This dude might go to AEW and tear it up with a few people, or this dude might could become a producer or coach for WWE. I thought about that too. Because he'd be great. That kind of role. He'd be great at that, I bet. Because he's got a lot of veteran experience and knows that whole indie style. And I think he would be the perfect guy that can mold that whole indie style into a WWE style. Um, He, well, speaking of. Malachi. He took an like L. Huh? A, he took an L. So how do you how do you how do you feel about Cody winning that match? Ah, it's just it's the start of what I've been waiting for. So if you, <laughs> if you watched any of the highlights from Dynamite last night, yeah, I don't get the tag team. I don't get the alliance. Like what's what 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 is like? So I think, is it's, the story... just, I think it's maybe just. Br- Huh. Like is is the story being told that everyone that that Cody really has everybody against him? Like nobody's really on his side at all. I'm not really sure. He, I guess he did have Pack to back him up last night. See, that just looks like a bad situation for Cody. So I know the only thing I know for certain that next Wednesday they're doing Andrade versus Cody. Um, I'd love it if if th- that means we get a Malachi versus Pac match. They're gonna kill it. Yeah, I want to see that. 
Um, you know, you know, slowly but surely, the WWE guys have taken up the spots over there. <laughs> oh, it's there everywhere. Like, dude, like they they've low key took over the whole fucking like divisions. Like, uh, slowly, they're everywhere, dude. Um, outside of MJF, who's consistently still getting TV time each week. Yeah, and Sammy Guevara. That's about it. Um, Sammy Guevara. Yeah, and, um, <laughs> I'm, I, I guess I've been enjoying his TNT title run. Um, Where the fuck he, is Miro? Oh, man. I can't wait to see Miro again. <laughs> this dude, last time have I you heard. Seen his, have you seen his vin- vignettes? Because he's, he's got like backstage or like, you know, video package with him doing a promo like every week almost. Oh, okay. No, I haven't seen those. Only one I heard about was the first one after he lost the title. Apparently, he was, like, not happy with God. Yeah. That's basically the route that he's being taken. It's been taken. (laughs) Basically, uh, how dare you not answer to me when I call you. I will be your favorite champion again. Or he's going to make it to where you can't ignore him. He, I, he's, he's, the, the Miro has no, been one of, one of my favorite things about AEW, man. Yeah, he's low key taking a very deep route here <laughs> with his shit. Yeah, like, is, yeah, this is very interesting. I like it. Easily one of my favorite things about AEW is him. Just better hope that motherfucker don't fucking Omega. Better hope he don't pop up on him. It's over, son. Um, what'd you think of the uh what'd you think of the NXT? I think we pretty much called it, didn't we? Yeah, I was ho- I was hoping that uh Braun was gonna win. I actually have yet to actually go watch that match. Nah, you had a pretty bad fuck up though. <laughs> yeah, that's the Stein that's the patented Steiners one, man. I saw it. Uh yeah. man, I remember Scott had the same issue. It happened a couple times, Scott Steiner. <laughs> hey, but I it won't be long. He's definitely next in line to take that title. I know for sure. I am gonna be interested in Gargano versus Carmelo Hayes. Dude, I absolutely enjoyed the the haunted house segment. <laughs> Every time anything that Gar- Gargano is involved with, the same with you know the whole wedding and everything, man, I I'm, I can't help but be entertained every time. Oh, dude, it's, it's fucking it's like fun. Don't, I don't take it too seriously. They don't take themselves too seriously, but they are in character. It's 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 just man, it's fun. I enjoy I enjoy those segments. I'll miss that if Gargano eventually is gone. Yeah. The and. Fucking Trick Williams is low key funny as fuck. Yo, that shit, dude, that shit had me rolling. <laughs> when he said, Yo, I about caught a body, that yeah. shit had me rolling, dude. <laughs> Yo, he is, he is, uh, what they needed over there in NXT. Him and Carmelo Hayes are about <laughs> to be perfect. They're, they're, Melo's, man, he's, Melo's got a uh, he's smooth with his character. It's 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 nowhere near forced. 
Yeah. Um. So it's like <clears throat> he's gonna be. He's he's very charismatic. He could he could be an actor if he you know if he wanted yeah. to be. He's he's just kind of, you know he's got a, some of your best characters have that ability to act to where it, and it doesn't feel forced or scripted at all. It exactly. Just, so it just flows it, together. So him. While he's feuding with Gargano and all them with all that going on, it's it's gonna it's gonna work. He'll be able yep. to fit right in and it'll be entertaining. Yeah, Gargano's fucking great at what he does. And that's what yeah. I love about Gargano and Champa actually still around there because those guys mixing it up with these new guys, it's it's a perfect perfect blend. The best, the best, the best shit of the night though was no, without question, the the women's ladder match. Yo, EO got fucked up, son. Yo, when I first saw that, <laughs> the first time I saw that highlight where she was coming off the ladder and she hit the other ladder, I was like, oh my fuck. Yo, she, she was. The, the, yeah. People don't usually take those type of bumps. Now, the more they showed it, I see where how she landed. It wasn't as bad as I initially thought. But yo, it's just. <laughs> but that was a Jeff Hardy style bump. Yeah, like I ain't never <laughs> seen nothing because usually they'll try to land just right. They'll try to land to where they'll go through the ladder and and you know they, they it's like they were they planned this. This chick, yeah, did all that extra shit and like oh fuck son, you don't see those type of bumps that often. That's why it was great. Yo, yo, and that wasn't and there was shit, a couple that. nasty bumps in that match. Yeah, there was a lot of praise for that, so I'm gonna have to like actually go and watch it. Oh um, yeah, like, dude. Yeah, you should if you haven't. That was probably the best match of the night that I watched. It's definitely interesting. Toxic attraction that's taking over NXT's women division. I had to hold back a nickname I have for somebody. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> um. <laughs> forgot what do you wanted to say, everybody. Oh, uh, so any any other thing? Uh, last night, uh, there was a, I, I guess, the typical WWE versus AEW stuff. Um, some people had a few things to say about the elite. In the eight man tag, dressed up as the Ghostbusters. Well, it's trash. So that's how you felt about it. Yeah, I mean, because I already know, man. The it's 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 ass. I hate when WWE would do gimmick shit like that, and I hate it seeing someone else do it. It's just not entertaining to me. <laughs> so you you don't like seeing Adam Cole stoop to that level. And, oh, I mean, if we're going to that, I mean, I get it. He's probably having fun, and that's probably what you want to do. But it is Halloween. Um, it, it's not Halloween. It's Halloween. It's a regular. It's a regular day in October. Halloween is on the thirty first. Like that's what I don't fucking <laughs> understand. Like, why do people make this like such an ordeal? It's the same with like Christmas and everything. There's one day out of the year. It's one day. It's not a fucking whole two months. It's Halloween season, man. Some people love their Halloween these days. 
I'm just not sold a fan. Sold to the devil, man. I'm just not a fan. I'm just I, I'm just not a fan of like the costume. I don't like seeing Adam Cole stoop to that level at all. No, he should be putting on bangers. He shouldn't be facing these old mid carters. <laughs> That's Adam Cole, baby. Like I mean, come on. So, uh, so that's how you feel about it. I'll I'll say this: a the the elite are probably the only people in wrestling that can do that and get away with it. And they're the only, and it's just the Bucks being the Bucks. And that's what drives me absolutely fucking bananas. Like, what the fuck kind of spell do y'all have over these fucking people? I mean, I, I, I get it, though. It's just kind of like, it's just they're just who they are. They're freaking jackasses. They need to stay, uh, like, completely away from me. <laughs> they're right, this jack... Oh, I, yeah, I wouldn't want to be around these people. It's, no, uh, they're the jackass DVPs. Just do whatever they want. Man, they do a good job at being fucking heels because I can't stand them. Oh yeah, dude, they have to be at least be heel because they'd still be doing this stuff as faces, and it's, it would be terrible. Even worse. and they like, oh my god, it's and this whole fucking like shoe ordeal is about to drive me nuts. That I keep AJ hearing about. Francis would would <laughs> would stomp these dudes. He'd have like like he like he does the move, man. He have one in the fall away slam, carry. This, yeah, this that. dude is like the size of both of them combined. So, like these guys weren't anything, dude. I mean, imagine, fuck Drew McIntyre would look like a monster over there. <laughs> to be fair, he he looks pretty. Yeah, but I know what you're saying. Imagine like compared to most everybody over there, dude, he'd just be towering over them. Even the, Brock Lesnar would look like a fucking planet compared well, to these people. It'd be funny too because every match would have the, the outlook of it would look like a squash match from the outside looking in. Every match, <laughs> like oh man, dude. What a crazy moment in wrestling that would be if Brock Lesnar showed up in AEW and just started wrecking people. (laughs) Who over there would stop him? They better hope America's top team's in the building that night. He might drop all them. Yeah. (laughs) But all of them at the same time at least would give him a chance. Yeah, that, that is true. That is true. I hear a lot of people are getting real tired of Jericho lately. Why this time? Well, I'm just hearing a lot of people are not a fan of the corny jokes he's been delivering lately, I guess. I haven't really paid attention to it. I think it's just Jericho being Jericho. It's just Jericho. If people are going to complain about that, then you might as well just write off his whole career. And it's funny because... What I'm starting to see with AEW now is they're slowly starting to develop their own critical fans. 
Yeah, it's happening. Um, just and, the more, and a lot of it, though, a lot of the critical fans that you're catching is a lot of them I've seen the starting to get more critical once Tony Khan started going at WWE a little more. Like, hey. <laughs> yeah, you better chill out, bro. Yeah, relax. You're, you've only really, like, what? This is, like, what, going on his fourth year? Third, fourth year? Right now? Um. Yeah. Yeah. What? Nineteen. I think they started. Like, come on, bro! You can't start calling out the big dogs. You'd be bankrupt in a heartbeat. I mean, Vince ain't ain't an overnight success, you know. Well, Vince plays chess. Exactly, man. He, he's like he doesn't care if they're buying out all this talent that they're signing. Because Vince knows if that place crumbles, they're all coming right back. <laughs> like, that's that's Vince's mindset. Okay, if y'all are still around 10 years from now, I'll be over here chilling. <laughs> yeah, Vince will still be around. I mean, you can't... Like, that, that's what just I laugh at on Twitter now is, like, those tweets that I see, I'm like, yo... WWE ain't going nowhere. Even if they were to beat WWE in the ratings for like a year straight, it wouldn't matter. <laughs> now Vince knows it's a long game. Um, he, yeah. I think Vince knew. I think Vince knew that he needed to retool. Um, yeah, he knew. He knew it was time to rebuild. He could see the writing on the wall. He saw what the ratings were doing, but in in his mind, it was like what am I going to do that's so completely different to get these same people over yeah. over? So he, I think he knew that it was time to, to quote one of his famous lines, shake things up again. Yeah. He got and, rid of uh, a lot of people. He knows in time for infusion of fresh faces, the same thing happened before. I mean, the, the great exodus back in the day, Hogan, left yeah, and, left. Uh, you know, all the, all the big guys and, a lot of the big names. <clears throat> the, the, the difference is this time, at least he's able to hold on to some big names. He, Roman Reigns ain't going nowhere. Nah, especially not with the rumors I'm hearing about to build this guy as the greatest of all time. Yes. Do it. Long, keep him in this character. That's that's me. Like I'm just I'm just hoping that like they can keep this up. Like they don't. They don't fucking blow it. Like they're they they are known to do at times. Well, hopefully injuries cooperate. Um, yeah, hope, yeah. As long as his personal health is good. Yeah, as long as his health is good, I think this we should be all right. And uh, speaking He's of Roman, a, shout out to the new the new member of the family that debuted. I can't well, yeah, wait. I was going to ask more. you about Solo Sokoa. I like the name. I like the fact that you can almost replace the Uso chant with the solo. Like, <laughs> so, I <No>. mean, <laughs> yo, it's like, I, but then there's a part of me that's like, yeah, at any given pay-per-view, I can see this dude showing up helping Roman Reigns. Yeah. I'm real. I am interested to see him wrestle. 
Uh, I want to see him champ. wrestle a match. Uh, he is a little—he's uh, a little bigger than I originally thought he was. I thought he was real similar size to the Usos. Oh, uh, from all uh, the highlights that I seen, look like this dude's gotten bigger because he looked like a like a, the Uso size on some of the highlights that I watched. Of him. It seemed but, like he's filling out a little bit. Yeah, it seems like yo, if this dude fucking gets ripped, it'd be fucking. That dude, that dude might be a bruiser. Yo, I'm, and I like the way he did that fucking open palm strike. He might be so, the one that uh, you know, Roman need to get someone to take care of the dirty work. Yeah, that's the street champion of the island. You know, what I mean, that's the fucking that's that's the shooter of the family right there. <laughs> if, we, if we're talking in those terms, but he might be, you know, or they could play the role where he just thinks he he's the he's just. He's the champion of the streets. He ain't gonna bow to nobody. Yeah, or this could be. Yeah, this could be the type of thing where he might not even consider himself family like that to them. He might not consider them family because the way his was like he got kicked out. Like he's been out on the street. So, oh, yeah, he he could play it off great. I mean, it's like, oh, I, I was nothing to you as a kid, but now that you need, now that I'm here, you need me. Yeah. Now I'm family. Yeah, he, and he could probably say some shit about the Usos because that's these that's his brothers. So it's like, yo. <laughs> but hey, I'm interested to see how that goes either way. But yeah, I, I, I love the look. I think he's got potential. And just that little bit that he did, the music, I, I, I felt like a I felt a presence when he when he stepped into the, the building. Like I like the presence that he had, and that's something that I never saw with his brothers. Right when you know their their in ring work proved to me at a real beginning of their careers, I was like, oh, these dudes are good because <laughs> they were doing some shit that other teams weren't doing at the time. But when I seen Solo Sakura pull up, yeah, that was I was like, oh. L.A. Knight about to get fucked up, but he got off that ring because he don't fuck with this guy. Just another member of that successful family. What what a bloodline for real in the wrestling business. Yeah, they definitely got a legacy. Um, like they are, they are like WWE royalty. You know, if you think about it, family wise. Like they're right behind the McMahons. <laughs> like if you really think about it, McMahon and that family are so intertwined. Yeah, so like it, that's just that's that's they probably are family in a sense with the McMahons. Yeah, that's and they got something with Roman Reigns. That's a that's the fucking guy right there. That's a superstar, mega star. Because I'll tell you, like, outside, like, growing up, <clears throat> I don't know if that's, this means I'm sheltered or not, but, like, growing up from where I'm growing up, the only Samoan people that I've seen anywhere was on WWF where they were wrestling. Yeah. I did, like, I, I never, I don't think there was a very big Samoan presence on TV. I don't know of any Samoans that were, like, you know, popular back then outside of, the you know the guys that were wrestling, and the only 
yeah, it was really wrestling that was the only place I seen some Owens. And booty bigger than the Samoa in. And then football started kind of getting a lot of them. It kind of felt like certain. But yeah, you're you're right, man. It's pretty much from where we grew up. Yeah. So yeah, if you're Samoan and in the wrestling business, there's a big chance you could be a part of that bloodline. I'm you pretty know. sure most. I'm pretty sure all of them are out. Maybe outside of Samoa Joe himself. Yeah, I don't um, know where he. Is. I don't. Yeah. Most of the other ones, I can't say that. Uh, I'm pretty sure they were all related in some, some form. Yeah. Whether it just be cousins or, uh, they're yeah. all you know base all, base family basically. And the Rock boy, he hit the ultimate success. For that family, like he's he is the head of the table, sort of a that's a man. If that feud ever goes down, I hope it does because I want to hear Rock say some real shit. I don't want the Wayne to say no bullshit from Hollywood. I want to, I want, I want the Rock to say some real shit. I mean, yeah, like these, yeah, Rock could really get personal with him. Um, it's like I know where you're from. You you can go out here. You can play head of the table. Well, who bought the house, Roman? Yeah. Who made it so you had that nice car that your daddy could take you to football practice every day, Roman? Yo. Like who Roman. kept the lights on when you was five years old, Roman? <laughs> you know, like you know, just like they they could really go personal with it if they chose to go that way. Yeah, because this dude's gonna say some shit that's gonna piss Roman off. Like his character, because he gonna hit him where it hurts. Because he can be like, yo, know, if it wasn't for me, there wouldn't be no table. Well, so it's like um, we talked about Seth Rollins and Roman. There ain't so many people that can look at Roman eye to eye about th- you know with things. Yeah. The, Rock um, the Rock's actually somebody that you could say that can Roman look eye to eye with The Rock. The Rock, you know, The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin are on an upper echelon of levels. That's why those two are the only two that be looking at each other a certain way. Triple and H and The Rock is interesting when they're in the ring together. Triple, yeah, well, see, like me personally, I actually have Austin ahead of all of them because outside yeah. of that last match of Austin's, he owned that rivalry with The Rock. The Rock was the no, yeah, Rock no. was one B. If he wasn't in number second, he was at best one B. And then Triple H was at number two. So it's like I don't know. Undertaker's probably up around there too. So, like, Austin is the only person that I know that can pretty much – well, then you got, like – then you got your Ric Flairs. There's, uh, there, well, there's well, different styles. There's different styles of levels and stuff, but – That's a whole like right there. As far as somebody who's the highest level of somebody that there is, 
that can be in WWE that can still wrestle, it's probably The Rock. Yeah, he's at the highest level. Yeah, for sure. The only um, other person right next to him would probably be what, Cena? Cena and Roman's already took care of him. Yeah, but The Rock yeah. was Brock was bigger than John Cena. <sighs> yeah. The yeah. Rock and, and, and there still is. One, there was only one other person that was Austin. That Austin was the only person in the professional wrestling world that was bigger than The Rock. Ain't nobody bigger than Austin, man. I don't think. Besides Ric Flair. I I haven't seen anybody have the presence that Stone Cold has. Yeah, that shit's a nuts. Like, um, just because this dude this dude got so over it, this dude comes out. I don't know if it's just me, but I'm on the edge of my seat, dude. This dude's I, I couldn't wait. He's the only person from back then that can still get the pop that he gets. He's, like, he's well he's that good. Yeah. That glass like, break, he was he so, was that over. Yeah. There was never any oh man, I'm tired of Stone Cold. That that didn't happen. <laughs> you can't get tired of him. It didn't matter. And he did the same shit every week. Basically. <laughs> every Stone Cold match was the same. <laughs> He's going to get beat down, and then there's going to be a moment where he fucking opens up a can of wolf ass. <laughs> Austin, yeah, he's going to come out on fire. He's coming yeah. out because he's going to whoop your ass for a minute. Now you're going to have to take that initial onslaught. Oh, when the bell rings? Oh, and yeah. Then, he the just... then the heels got to cheat one time to get the upper hand. Yeah, nice thumb to the eye. Yeah, and then the blo- his... bloody him up, get him all bust up. Or they, take his, or they put his leg around the ring post. That's, <laughs> something to like, slow him down yeah and boy Austin gonna sell it too <laughs> I seen a great post uh, I can't remember who posted it I don't know if it was WWE on Fox it was one of those accounts that it was um, it had a list of uh, it had a nine people mm. and you choose You choose four to be your partners in a Survivor Series match to face the other five. Oh wow! And uh, I'm curious who you would have picked out of the list. I I don't know if I remember everybody on it though. I I know Austin was on there, The Rock, John Cena, The Undertaker, Goldberg, Randy Orton. Roman Reigns. Yo, there's some fucking names on this list. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shawn Michaels. Oh, fuck. And I can't think of the last one right now. Either way, like, it was difficult. That's a difficult list. Holy shit, son. Oh, and the last name was Lesnar. (laughs) <laughs> Yo! <laughs> so yeah, you pick four to be your partners against the other five. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on now, hold on, hold on now. Whoa, 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 whoa. We, that, we that was the Goldberg gist of the post. We getting Goldberg in his prime. 
I'm, I, I'm assuming everybody in their prime. Yeesh. Like, Bro. think how hard that is. How do you beat Super Cena? <laughs> and Goldberg? Uh, you beat Austin. Uh, yeah. Austin. In his someone prime. Could cheat. Someone can cheat, though. How you gonna beat Shawn Michaels? But then you gotta like I I I really consider it's like man, Randy Orton's real good at Survivor Series. And then there's Randy Orton, and there's the Undertaker. Like I, I to me, I, I right. Right, so obviously then, I'd have obviously and, without and, thinking and, too hard, huh? Brock Lesnar. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I my first, I'm going Austin Lesnar. Those are my two locks early. Ends prime. I shoot. Cena's so tough, man. Got, the other two choices are so hard. Yo, I can go with a solid team here, but it's probably not the winnable team, but it's logical. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on. So, you, I just got to pick four of the people? Yeah. Oh, so basically I'm getting Dak with yeah. these four of the people? Oh, oh, this is, <laughs> this is easy now. Okay, hold on, hold on. Look at, look at, look at. Fuck it. I'm going to lock in Brock Lesnar for sure. Brock, I'd almost have to go Austin, Brock, Cena, Goldberg. I'm going Brock. <sighs> Give me Brock, Roman Reigns, Stone Cold, and Randy Orton. That's not bad. Because I got my Goldberg right there with I got Roman Reigns. Someone hot tagging Roman Reigns in that's there's gonna be a lot of spears and Superman punches all over the place. Then I got Randy Orton who can survive because he's a fucking snake. But see, like the the problem I have is you y'all gotta go. Y'all gotta go in there. You'd have to go in there against Goldberg in his prime. The Undertaker, John Cena, in his prime, and Shawn Michaels. Goddamn! Yeah. <laughs> now you could make the you could make the argument. You could say, okay, Brock, your 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 job is Goldberg, <laughs> because if uh, you're getting Brock yeah. Lesnar in his prime, when is yeah. that? 2014? Yeah, and Austin, you're handling the rock for sure. Um, and Cena in his prime is the is the wild card here. That dude don't get pinned. And then there's Roman Reigns. Like they kind of pushed him, but I think Stone Cold Steve. Austin, I think a stunner from Stone Cold would. Would not would I don't think John Cena would get up from that. And then, but then, a hey, Shawn Michaels and Orton 
they both got the out of nowhere move. So, yeah, but who's it going to keep down? I, yeah, majority of these guys. Like as great as the take, RKO is, a lot of these guys would get up from that. They're going to take about three of them. <laughs> and let's not even forget Undertaker in his prime. The, the 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 wild actually the wild cards is John Cena in his prime and Goldberg because Goldberg was on the fucking feet. Yeah. All right. This dude ran through people. Yeah, he ran through a lot of people. He ran through Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Okay, and I mean ran through. Them. Either way, it was it, it provoked a little thought for me when I seen that tweet. Yo, that that shit right there, I would have like twenty different lineups. <laughs> you really can't go wrong with the line either any lineup. The only thing I knew for certain is that uh, Austin and Lesnar was in mine. This man, just over the last few years, it's so hard not to pick Brock Lesnar. Plus, you got to figure at this point, you got to put together a team that will be able to get along. Yeah. Yeah, so having like Austin and The Rock on the same team is probably not a bad idea. That's why I'm thinking Austin Cena. Cena could be able to he'll get along for the sake of winning. Lesnar is a wild card in that though. John Austin Cena will stun everybody after we win. <laughs> Pretty much, because somebody's gonna turn his beer down probably. <laughs> Granted, Lesnar might F five him. Lesnar might F five everybody. That's one feud I wish we would have got. You know, talk about a stiff match between Austin and Lesnar. It would have been very interesting. So I think we about covered damn. everything that's in the the wrestling world. Damn, it's already about. been a it's already been an hour now. I could have sworn when I looked down it was like only thirty minutes. Damn. You get on you get going on something how it goes. Hell yeah, dude. Still kinda early. I still got some bang. I might have to hop on some Madden. Yeah, I'm probably about to find me something to eat real quick and figure out my day from there. Hell yeah. I hear you on that. But yeah, we definitely did cover everything. That I can think of. I don't really have anything else that is on my mind. So nothing pressing. All right, I think that's the show today. It's been a good one as always. It's your boys, Dak, Scurve, We the Villains Podcast. Thank you all for joining us. Have a good day. Up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know why the guy's laughing at me. Yeah, as it was funny, we know we don't get stoned. It ain't it ain't the full thing. It ain't catch us on Spotify, blah 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 blah, with all the link and everything. That's <laughs> it went from this Dak, Garvin, we the villains. 
Yeah, we out, son. You know? We out. <laughs> Bees out. <laughs>